Blog Talk Radio. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. You're a monster, Mr. Grinch. Your heart's an empty hole. Your brain is full of spiders. You've got garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch. I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half Okay. Well, I could thank everyone for another edition of Kings and Priests, Satan's Christmas Secrets. Basically, what we're going to be bringing out today is showing you the true festivals of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and bringing out the different secrets about this Christmas holiday, that it is a satanic holiday, that it has nothing to do with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The attack on the true saints of the Most High for resisting this day and refusing to worship and give that honor and praise to Satan, but to give that honor and praise to the true Christ and to what he instructed us to do, which is to teach repentance, first repenting ourselves of the sins and wickedness that's in this world against the Lord, and for us to go forth and be fishers of men, and bring forth the light that's in Christ. So I'm your brother Godiwan in London, which, you know, is probably one of the central points of of witchcraft and Satanism and demonology, you know. But there are people here that are seeking the Lord and do want to know the truth. And we got a few other brothers with us today. We got um, our brother, Ibaja, who I call the executive producer. He helps me a lot on this show, you know, the synopsis and pictures and all kinds of things. The brother also produces this show uh, on Friday nights. Repentance is the key. So, brother Ibaja, you want to say a few words? Well, I just have a very, very few words to say, and that's all praises for the Sabbath, all praises to the Heavenly Father for the understanding. And, you know, we hope and pray that everyone receives the understanding so that they may repent through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and that we all endure to the end to receive the kingdom. All right, all right. And another brother we have with us, uh, Brother Kazak, he does a show on, on Saturdays at uh, 1130 on the ID. Well, I'll, I'll let him tell you. I always forget the that name. Um, but he does... Um, a show for the Body of Christ uh, radio network, but he does it in the Spanish, you know, teaching the wonderful words and wholesome words of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and bringing the bringing the truth. I know he's doing a lot of uh, things on Christmas and bringing it out in the Espanol. So we definitely want to promote that to, you know, our Spanish-speaking uh, uh, brother. So, Brother Kazak, if you want to say a few words, um, you know, introduce yourself and let him know about your show. That would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, first and foremost, shalom to all the brothers and sisters over there in the U.K. 
to Brother Kazako over here in the U.S. And definitely appreciative to the Lord for the Sabbath. Woo! Talk about a brother that needs it. Yeah, um, long story, extremely short. We do run uh, a Spanish version of the virtual living room Saturday mornings at 11.30 a.m. to 12 o'clock p.m. And uh, we, 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 we talk about the same things in Spanish that we do in English as far as repentance and the keys to repentance. Uh, what, truly, what truly repentance is about, how one goes about repenting and, and, and changing the mindset, as well as basically dealing with, uh, uh, from time to time, current issues and things that happen that need to be addressed in the scriptures so that our, our people are edified as to what the will of the Heavenly Father truly is out of the scriptures, and Lord willing, they repent and follow the example of our Lord and Savior Christ as well. All this is done al español, para nuestra gente, nuestros hermanos y hermanas esparcidas por todo el mundo, para our brothers and sisters that are scattered throughout all the world, que intentan, que quieren saber sobre Cristo, el verdadero Cristo de la Biblia, they are trying to learn, that want to learn of the true Christ of the Bible. This show addresses a lot of points uh, on Saturday mornings, once again, at 11.30 a.m. Very good, very good. And um, just starting the show, we've, um, all throughout this month we're going to be doing shows on Christmas. Uh, we're going to be doing shows on bringing out the truth, going into the history. And our hope and our prayer is that Israel be saved, that our people wake up from the lies that they've been told about this day and they come into the truth. But it's a very hard thing for people that's been entrenched with this doc this doctrine from their birth. You know, you know, I got uh Facebook friends and I can see the pictures that they taking their 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 children to, you know, their first Santa Claus sitting. And they don't understand how like we was going over the show last night, um we had the incident uh where a news reporter came and said there is no Santa Claus. And basically, the next day she had to come and apologize. They don't understand that this is an initiation into Satanism. And the brother brought out, uh, Kadar brought out the scripture where he was speaking about how people in the past, they sacrificed their children to Molech. But it's the same thing, as it, but it's in a spiritual sense. See, things are more spiritual than literal. In the, <clears throat> in the past, they were more literal. It, it was more carnal outgoing when it did these things. But Satan has gone underground, undercover. So for just the ordinary person to look with ordinary eyes, you wouldn't be able to see it. So we're hoping to come and put the spiritual um, sunglasses on so you can see the true lies that Satan has been telling. And to start off, I want to play... This clip by um, John Todd. Now, John Todd was a, a former uh, Illuminati member and which, but he says something very uh, interesting on how they deal with children and how they get children to view Christianity. So I, I want you um, to um, listen to it. So bear with me. Went to this church 
today, as they say, when they're stacked, about the Bible, some basic teachings that I had picked up by accident when I was about 10 years old in Nazarene Church, when the people that I was being raised by that were in witchcraft found out that I had went to this church, they, as they say, blew their stack. And that was that for going and hearing anything about the Word of God. So everything I know about the Bible I've learned in the last five years. I had some very, very good teachers in San Antonio, a man named Jack Taylor, a Southern Baptist pastor. And when I told him, it was like two days after I was saved, uh, the things that I had come out of and was afraid of and so on, he gave me this scripture as kind of my battle cry text, whatever, throughout the walk and the ministry that I would have later. And I've left it with Christians because in a day and age when we see so much happening around us, we lose sight of who's behind what is happening around us. We lose sight that if it is good and positive, it's the Lord, and if it's evil and rebellious, it's the devil. A lot of times we look at our teenage children and we think that they're the devil, and the teenage children look at the parents and think they're the devil. And we lose sight of really who our enemy is in this warfare that we're in. So I'd like to leave this with you. I'm sure many of you know it. And if you don't, I recommend that you mark it in your Bible and learn it by heart. Ephesians 6.12 For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. I didn't bring my amplifier because the day I was a little rushed as I was late. So just bringing out that 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 point there is saying we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but what principalities. So what is that? These are spiritual forces, and what you have to understand that at Christmas time, this was going forth. This is what they teaching children about. You're initiating children into witchcraft rites and practices. You know, said deck the halls with holly. Those are things that were used in witchcraft practices. The whole Santa Claus, you're initiating children into demonology. You're teaching them about demons and different names of demons, okay? Because when you look at Santa Claus, it wasn't Santa Claus. It was Santa Claus, which was another name of a demon that dwelt in fire. That's why it comes down the chimney. So a lot of times, if you see children, they be scared of Santa Claus. Right, right or wrong, brother? Anyone can chime in on that? They see those babies crying like hell. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I remember yeah. my experience. Like you gonna tell you Santa Claus? I ain't gonna sit on that guy's lap. I, I don't think I sat on Santa Claus' lap because I was too scared. I like no, I ain't. Got a red in that red suit, and they tell you at the same time as a child that who dresses up in red. So if you you go into church and now you're like, wait a minute, there's some contradictions. These adults are telling me, man. Now you said the devil is red. Here comes some. The devil's a white red guy. Now here comes some red, uh, white red guy, and he's talking about I'm gonna give you presents. Now look, you keep when you come in the night. I don't want to see you, dude. <laughs> so anybody you can share your experiences, or you want to chime in anything you want to bring out. Zuck, you first. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh man! Um, uh, my, uh, yeah, you really caught me off guard with that one, there, brother. Um, when I was growing up, basically, 
You love Santa Claus, that's why you caught on guard? (laughs) Yeah, really. You know, yeah, like I said, he caught me off guard with that one. When I was growing up, we were taught basically that, you know, this is the guy that brings gifts and things of that nature down the chimney so forth and so on. And and the the vibe was so strong in the household at that time that, you you know, it was something that I'm not going to lie to you. I look forward to. I'm like, hey, hey, here comes Santa Claus, bring the gifts. But one one thing that I, I, I learned at, wait a minute. I wanted this, but I got that. Hmm. You know? So the overall point for me was, when I was growing up, was the Santa Claus, you know, this, this big, jolly white guy in a red suit coming to bring gifts and things of that nature and, and the stuff that I wanted for Christmas anyway wasn't always the stuff that I got. So <laughs> so eventually that became, dis- uh, you know, somewhat disgruntled, disillusioned to the point in which I found out uh, preteen years that there really wasn't a Santa Claus and that those gifts, you know, that I received were, you know, what my parents worked hard to give me and that there was no fat uh, white guy in a jolly red suit squeezing down the chimney putting stuff in the stockings because in my household we didn't even have stockings anyway. Right. So that's just uh, me sharing my, uh, my take on it. It's not racist to say white guy. Because he is white. It's not another black Santa Claus. <laughs> so it's not racist to say, you know, white guy or white man or Caucasian or whatever. That's just the truth. So brothers, please don't hesitate hesitate to tell the truth. It's not it doesn't have anything to do with race. We we deal with the truth. And what it is is that people find offense to the truth and the scriptures tell us that what? Do I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? So I want to, um, Abad, do you want to chime in on that? You let the brother go first. Oh, no. Okay, I want to play with, um, <laughs> with the, um, this guy saying, John Todd, who was a former Illuminati member, and which, what he was saying about how they initiate children from a very young age and turn them against um Christianity, and this is what they're doing on a on a high spiritual level. They're teaching children to have more favoritism towards witchcraft than they are towards the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Okay, because you're teaching about a fictitious character called Santa Claus, which is really a misnomer. Is really Satan that they're teaching about, and other gods that they're teaching about, and it has nothing to do with Christ. So let's see what we have to say. Listen up. Nothing but witchcraft. I was not a sinner, but they didn't discuss it with me. They take you very, very young. And from the even before they start talking about the so-called positive aspects of witchcraft, they talk about the negative aspects of Christianity. So that I'm a, being a Christian is a miracle, not because I want it out of witchcraft, but that I would consider Christianity the only way out because they brainwash you from very early childhood that the Christian is the most evil being or creature in the universe. That he wants So it's the same thing. He was he was raised as a witch. So what was he taught that to be a Christian was the most evil, wicked thing in the universe from a very young age. So you look, what are they teaching children from a very young age about Santa Claus? about Christmas trees, mistletoes, bunnies that lay eggs, 
all these different fables. But if you tell anyone about Christ, like the, we did the show last night, Abajaru, we did the show, uh-huh. and um, tell them about the show we did last night. Well, basically, the show was the center, the focal point, or the jump, the jump off point rather was centered around a news reporter that uh, they digitally. I'm trying to bring give you the shorthand version, but they did a story on you know the economy and how the people were using Santa Claus as a means of helping parents deal with the rough economy and lowering expectations for children as far as Christmas gifts are concerned. And toward the end of that segment, the um, you know, the, the journalist, she was like, you know, if you, I, I told people if you could have seen her face, like her face said it all. It was like her face was like, this is a bunch of bull. I don't believe we even doing this story. And she was like, listen, there is no Santa. She said, there's no man coming down the chimney. There's no man drinking the milk and eating the cookies. You, just, you know, just went into this whole what some people would call a tirade of, you know, there is no Santa and mommy and daddy are the ones that give the gifts. And you know, the, the her co-anchor. And the other, you know, the guy that does the sports, they tried to clean it up because they already knew what time it was. Mm-hmm. But she was like, hell no, ain't no damn Santa. And, you know, the following day, you know, because of the public outrage and outcry, she had to come on on the uh, on that same segment and apologize. I, I still got those clips in the, uh, in the studio. But um, <laughs> it was basically just showing you how people would much rather deal with a lie and the traditions of men rather than the truth with the ruse or the so-called fake cover-up or window dressing of, oh, it's for the kids. Right. I want to read this scripture. This is Hosea 4.1. It says, Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel, for the Lord have a controversy with the inhabitants of the land. So the Lord has a controversy with the people of the land. And let's, let's, see, let's see what one of the controversies that the Lord has with the inhabitants of the land. Because there is no truth. Is there a Santa Claus? Nope. Abadja? Yeah, there most, there most definitely is a Santa Claus in the minds of, of, of children and in the, in the mall sitting there, you know, taking pictures. But according to the scripture, the Santa Claus that everybody thinks is this man with a red suit that says ho, 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 with flying reindeer and all this other stuff and lives in the North Pole is just a figure for all of the different, you know, demons and everything else that it derives from. Kazak. But in reality, no. Kazak, is there a Santa Claus? Nope. So how much propaganda, TV shows, news reports, are there going to be about Santa Claus? Telling, telling children about Santa Claus. So all of that is an initiation in lies. And children children need to be protected from these lies that's being told because it's a gateway to Satanism. And that's what people don't understand. And, you know, I see a lot of people, they deal with the Illuminati and, you know, they want to, we got we to gotta learn about the Illuminati and the New World Order. But, no, you need to learn about the scriptures because the scriptures expose all the satanic vibrations, all the satanic secrets that they're trying to bring out by dealing with the truth that's in Christ. And one of the big ones is Christmas, is to get people under that satanic vibration. And you know what? A lot of people that deal with the uh, so-called Illuminati or truth seekers or whatever, they deal with Christmas. 
They got all these uh, information and facts they can deal with, WikiLeaks and all this kind of uh, all these kind of things, but they can't find out the truth that's in Christmas. Because why? There is no truth in Christmas. Christ there is no Christmas. Yeah, there is no truth in Christmas. And this is one of the controversies that the Lord has with the land. There is no truth, no mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. Because you put Christ against Santa Claus. Christmas is supposed to be about Christ. Why is Santa Claus a central figure? Because it has nothing to do with Christ. See, and this, this, is, where I, this is where I lose people because they're like, F you, I'm going to keep my Christmas. Well, yeah. you know you know what you're saying. You're, uh, you're, in, you're in complete opposition of the scriptures. You're in complete opposition against the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You cannot call yourself a Christian. You might as well call yourself a Satanist because that's what it truly is about. That's what it's really about. And the illuminated, those that are illuminated, know this to be true. I'm going to read verse 2. It says, by swearing and lying, killing, stealing, and committing adultery, they break out in blood, touch of blood. So this is what happened when there's no truth, no mercy, no, no knowledge of God in the land. So... Is today's society a more peaceful society, godly, righteous, tell-the-truth society, or are there more murderers? There's more lying. There's more stealing. There's more adultery and fornication and homosexuality going on in this time. Which one is it? <laughs> Which one is it? The, uh, what, the one that you just described. This is what happens when the Bible doesn't reign. But see, what people don't understand is that there is going to be a judgment. That's one of the reasons why we do this show, is to warn people and say, whether it's Christmas, whether it's fornication, whether it's adultery, whether it's homosexuality, whether it's, whether it's any of those things, that they need to repent of those things and return unto the Lord, who is truly merciful. Now, I want to play some more of this clip. I'm going to I'm going to go back a little bit because just showing you how Satan is using the the media to put out that satanic vibration and for people to have sympathy for the devil. And it's a disguise like it's something that's Christian, like it's something that's good, but it has nothing to do with Christ and has everything to do with Satan. I'm going to go back and I'm going to go to the beginning because he he begins to explain his origin and his family name. And I want to see if people that's listening in the chat room on the line, if you're going to pick on oh, yeah. what his family name is, which, one of the, which, which is one of the premier family names in witchcraft that was supposed to bring witchcraft to the US to the USA and initiate people into witchcraft. I want to see if you pick up on this name or you are you sleeping. And learn anything about the word of God. So everything I know about the Bible I've learned in the last five years. I had some very, very good teachers. Oh let me find it. And we lose sight of really blood, but against principalizing that political corruption. We look you know, many of you how many of you were raised Baptists? We'll start that way. Possible. Uh, they have a term called homegrown Pentecostal. I guess homegrown Baptist would be just as fashionable. Well, I was a homegrown witch. From the time that I was five years old, I knew nothing but witchcraft. 
I would have known it sooner, but they didn't discuss it with me. They take you very, very young. Hold on a second. Of where they're building homes with broomstick poles coming out of the chimney. Cult owns one of their bodies. For stopping, the organization I came out of is a cult in religion, not in purpose. Its purpose is political and financial power. Completely, I had 5,000 COVIDs. That meant I had 65,000 priests and priestesses. That wasn't the kind I'm going to find it. And you, you know what, Godai, while you're looking for that, go ahead, he actually... No, go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. No, nah, part of that clip you played where he talked about, you know, the homegrown Baptist, homegrown Pentecostal, where I was raised a homegrown witch. The thing about it and the irony of it is that a lot of the so these churches that carry the Christian banner, whether it be any one of those denominations or even the so-called some of these non-denominational churches, they're all dealing with witchcraft, you know, and it will give you the appearance that Satan is fighting Satan. Satan, and the Lord said, if Satan fights Satan, I'm chopping up the scripture. He says, you know, his house shall soon be divided or fall. So the irony in this whole thing is that a lot of these churches, even though they claim to be Christians and followers of Christ, they deal with these holidays, they deal with Easter. They deal with the Immaculate Conception, the Trinity, and all this other stuff, which all have their roots in paganism and witchcraft. A lot of their uh, customs that they're dealing with are rooted in witchcraft. So, no, these churches are not against Satan. They're an integral part of it and keeping the people trapped in it. Yeah. Okay, I found a clip now, so I'm going to play it for you. See if you can recognize this name. And I want to see if if you can tie things together that he wants nothing more than to take the everyday witch out and shoot them, burn them, hang them, whatever he can do, and that they are the most hateful beings that ever existed on the same level as maybe Adolf Hitler. He's talking about Christians. So this is what I was raised up to believe. And uh, my last name is Cod, but that was just changed about 60 years ago. Until then, our name was Collins. And the Collins family, my direct tree, was responsible, according to witchcraft history and a few history books that I can find also, was bringing witchcraft to the United States. So uh, when I was 14... So did, did you pick up on that? I heard Todd and Colin. Colin. Oh, C-U-L-L-E-N? Colin, yeah. Mm. What's particular about that name? He said Collins. That's what I heard. Did, did, he, did, did, I, did I hear that correctly? No, it was Cullen. Collins. Okay, Cullen. Sorry. Yeah. But he did say, according to his family uh, tree, that uh, it was responsible for bringing witchcraft, uh, well, or at least uh, initiating starting witchcraft here in, in, in the U.S. when they came, when they arrived here. Something to that effect, I believe. So <clears throat> when you look at that name Cullen, it's a very popular name in the movies. Yeah, it's one of the dudes in the Twilight series, too, I think. Exactly. And how do they paint, you know, these vampires that's from this Cullen family? Hmm. I never watched the Twilight series. That, that, that does not interest me. Well, <laughs> you, that, you got they, me. They paint them as like, okay, they're, they're reformed vampires and that they're good. Because that's that whole thing, sympathy for the devil. To bring the occult, witchcraft to... You know, where it's not hated, 
where you can't, it doesn't matter if you bring out the scriptures. Because we bring out the scriptures all day. We're going to Jeremiah 10. We go all around the world. We wield this sword that's called the Bible, and we bring it out. But people are so, are so indoctrinated, and they're like, well, what's wrong? You know, I saw Twilight. There's some good vampires. You're like, <laughs> oh, the scriptures tell you about that we're not supposed to drink blood. We're not supposed to eat anything with the blood in it. So now you're going to say it's okay? So you look at the Christmas, it's all this propaganda. It's not true because there's no, there's no Santa Claus. Okay? I'll make no apologies. If your kid's in the room, hey, <laughs> this is a Bible-based program. And for a lot of people... They're not going to tell their children that, whether they're dealing with the Bible or not. There's many Christians they are going to tell their children that Santa Claus is going to come on December 25th and Christmas Eve. you got to wait for him. you got to go to bed early, blah, blah, blah. Because my mother, my mother was an ordained minister, and she taught me and my brother that there was Santa Claus all day long, all night. And I never knew the truth until I came and dealt with the truth that's in the Bible because I wasn't told in, in, in the church. And you're not going to learn that in the church because most of these people in the church are ordained witches. That's what a lot of people don't know. You, they go into seminary school and they learn theosophy. They're not learning theology. As the brother Akarai, we do the show on on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. from Darkness to Light, which basically the brother was a witch or sorcerer, necromancer, had many demonic powers, and he gave all those things up. To save the, to serve the Lord, so he knows he's like, look, this, 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 that's witchcraft. And be like, how oh, is witchcraft? Then he goes into the scriptures, the bam, bam, bam. We're like, oh. But see, many of our people they're not dealing with the scriptures or the word of the Lord, and we have to really repent. So we're gonna take a a short break, and we're gonna come back, and I'm gonna play some some more clips showing you how people put different witchcraft spells on themselves through the through the music and through dealing with these Christmas traditions. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really As a cactus, you're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. The Body of Christ Church Radio Network broadcasts seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the BLCC. Listen to our archive broadcasts or check us out while we are live on the air. Come and visit us in the virtual living room at 2 o'clock p.m. on Sundays, where we examine current topics according to the scriptures. Are you looking for the truth? Can you handle the truth? Find out on Mondays at 8 o'clock p.m. It doesn't matter what church you attend or philosophy you believe, take the challenge to see are you smarter than your pastor on Tuesdays at 8 o'clock p.m. The world is engrossed in darkness, but it shall be destroyed by the light. 
checkout from darkness to light at 7 o'clock p.m. on Wednesdays, where all manner of witchcraft, occult practices, and Satanism is exposed for what it is. Before the light comes, it's time to awake on Thursday at 8 o'clock p.m. If you are seeking salvation, listen to Repentance is the Key, Fridays at 7 o'clock p.m. And after you've listened to all of these shows, find out how we will become kings and priests Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock a.m. All shows are on Eastern Standard Time. Remember to check out the Body of Christ Church seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the VOCC. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash T-H-E-B-O-C-C. Shalom. I guess we the Grinches that are stealing Christmas from kids and families and, you know, we must be bad people to speak about Christmas in such a derogatory way and, you know, to, to bring it like it's uh, infamous or it's nothing good that is for us to say it is evil. It's such a good time of the year and season. But the truth is, is that, <laughs> we're actually the good guys. <laughs> you ever watch a movie where everyone is looking at the good guy like he's the bad guy? Then at the at the last Trump at the end of the movie, they found out that the the person who they thought was the bad guy was a good guy all along. You ever seen a movie like that? <laughs> well, that's what we are. We're the good guys, and we're bringing out the truth. But the problem is. And um, one of the brothers put the scripture in in the chat room is that men love darkness rather than the light. So people would rather have a Christmas celebration than to truly follow and honor Christ. But I just wanted to thank everyone that's um, tuned into the show, everyone that's called in, that listen in. And you know what? I think you're really brave to listen to a show. And go against everything that you've been taught and that you learned. But it's time for us to wake up to the acknowledgement of the truth. It's time for us to come from the darkness into the marvelous light of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's time to make a stand. And the scriptures tell you in Proverbs that the righteous is more excellent than his neighbor. But the ways of the wicked seduceth him. So for you to follow the scriptures, that is more excellent. For you not to be a liar, a thief, or a murderer. For you not to lie to your children and tell them about Christ uh, and tell them and not to tell them about Santa Claus, that's an excellent thing. You're not going to lie to them. And then teach them about Christ. Teach them to love thy neighbor as thyself. That's an excellent thing. You know, but people are justifying lies every year to their children. So what are they teaching their children to do? Zach? Your father? Your father, aren't you? Oh, yeah. 
And basically what they're teaching their children to do is to, trans, first and foremost, transgress the laws of the Heavenly Father by uh, by being liars. Because, as, you know, as they grow up, unless they repent, as they grow up, they turn around and perpetuate the same lies that they tell that they tell their children. So, in other words, the, 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 the cycle uh, repeats itself. The cycle continues unless they repent. So the first thing that has to happen is, wait a minute. The Lord says, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Then Christ turns around, and he tells you the same thing, but he's even more explicit. He tells you, thou shalt not bear false witness, period. And so bear false witness is a lie. Now, if you don't mind, I'd like to read the scripture, and it's quickly becoming a popular one. Uh, this is Revelation chapter 22. And uh, I'll start at verse 14. It says, Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. City refers to the kingdom of heaven when Christ brings it back on this earth. Verse 15, For without, meaning outside of the city, are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and make it a lie. So the overall point of the matter is, this Christmas thing that we're talking about this morning, this afternoon over there in the UK, it's filled with dogs, it's filled with sorcerers, it's filled with whoremonger, whoremongers and whoremongering, it's filled with idolatry, and it's also filled with lies. So for those who are truly, truly seeking to serve the Lord, in spirit and truth, they have to repent, come out of that whole Christmas vibe, come out of that whole Christmas mindset, because it has nothing to do with Christ. It has nothing to do with serving the Heavenly Father. It has nothing to do with salvation. It has everything to do with Satan. You know what? I'm, I'm going to play um, a, a brief history of Christmas. This is a very popular and controversial show called the, the Boondocks. So I'm gonna play the the <laughs> their um, explanation or version of uh, what Christmas is about. So let's listen to this.
United States Congress. That's what people hear when you start telling them the truth about Chris. They don't want, 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 want. What? What'd you say? What, what'd you say? Womp, about womp. Oh, you know what? I ain't got time to speak to you right now. I got to finish my Christmas job. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, people don't understand you're dealing with high Satanism, high witchcraft that's going on over the minds of the people. You see at the beginning... At the beginning, what was the guy saying? He was repeating what the TV was saying. And that's how they get children at a very young age. It's, they put on all these programs. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Then then they have the anti-Christmas uh, propaganda with the Grinch that stole Christmas. You, um, uh, The Christmas Carol. You're a Scrooge if you don't celebrate Christmas. Bah humbug. So it's all this propaganda going on in your mind. It's repeated every Every year, every year, every year, every year, every year, every year. I remember a time, and you brothers chime in and, and, and back me up, where during this so-called Christmas season or period, they used to have a lot of biblical um, programs that would come on. They would have, like, the, the story of Christ and, and his life. You used to see that a lot. But I don't see much of that at all these days because they don't want people to know about because if people start really looking at the Bible, they might find, wait a minute, it isn't Christ's birthday. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, they may you know find, wait a minute, there is no Santa Claus in the scriptures. Right. Uh, not even that, but, Godwin, I want to play this little short clip that I played on the show last night. Yeah, Um it. And for our listeners, this is actually a, an excerpt that I took from the, uh, this was a Fox 9 news channel in Chicago. The segment that that the uh, that Robin Robinson did, uh, her apology segment, if you will, and this is what one of her coworkers told her. Hmm. Well, we also got some advice from a colleague in the newsroom who says the Santa secret was spoiled for her in second grade, and so she says she went to her dad crying about it. He pulled out an old newspaper clipping, and it made her happy again. The piece is titled "Yes, Virginia, There Is a Santa Claus." Part of it reads. He exists as certainly as love and generosity and devotion exist, and you know that they abound and give to your life its highest beauty and joy. Yeah. He exists such as love, beauty, and joy, so forth and so on, and they abound. Well, hmm. I know I know. Christ said, because iniquity has abound, the love of many of us wax cold. So... Mm-hmm. And saying about Santa, I would be remiss in my duties if I didn't play a uh, a clip on the the origin of Santa Claus. So let me let me play this clip. Not that one. This one. They fasten it with nails and hammers that it moves not. Be not afraid of them, for they cannot do evil. Neither also is it in them to do good. So that was that was Jeremiah the, the tenth chapter, where it told us told us not to learn the way of the heathen, because Christmas is a heathen Gentile practice that is not coming from 
the the scriptures that it has to do with other gods. And the most I always warn the children of Israel not to follow the different customs and the ways of the other nations because they were evil and they were satanic. Santa Claus is another uh, good example of a pagan element of, of Christmas. Santa Claus. You, you hear those bells, man. I know they do lab experiments with rats, and so people hear bells and stuff. They think they're going to get gifts or they're going to get money. You know, it's an automatic. You know, they got that sound. They got people brainwashed. Ching, 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 ching. Oh man, Christmas time! I'm about to get the gift and get the gift. You know, that's the way they want people to be ignorant and dumb and to stay away from the truth. They don't want you to deal with the truth. They don't want you to deal with the Lord and Christ because then you're going to start to see all the evil and wicked. It's like a, the light is going to come on and you're going to see everything that's being done in the dark. Because as we know today is a, uh, an amalgamation of several different traditions. But uh, in most cultures throughout the world, uh, you will find the existence of what is known as hearth gods. Uh, gods who uh, guard uh, the hearth and the chimney and keep the fires burning and make sure the food cooks properly and the people are warm and what have you. And at a certain time of year, uh, the middle of winter typically, uh, the hearth god dressed in red will come down the chimney to reward those who uh, have pleased him during the course of the previous year and to uh, lay uh, curses or hexes or other forms of uh, uh, punishment upon uh, people who have displeased him. The concept is sent. So remember I said Christmas initiates people and instructs them in demonology. So they just described who? Who who do, who are they telling that comes down the chimney and gives people gifts? Who is it? Santa Claus? Because I Who is it? Who is it? Man, that's just straight Satan. Uh, I can't put it no planet in that. I can't put it no planet in that. That is just straight Satan. <laughs> but isn't that the description of Santa Claus? Yes. Come down the chimney. But it says it's not. This is where they get it from. It's like, well, where they get that story from? That's a good story. He comes down the chimney. You know, the Lord said, how long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity? We're not seeking out the truth. Who are we seeking out? Let me give, 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 give me a piece of chicken. Let me get a chicken thigh. Let me get a thigh that's on a woman. That's what the scripture says in, in, in John 3.19. People love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. So they're not going to come to the light. So if you're a fornicator or adulterer, well, guess what? Christmas is a perfect time. It's time for adultery and fornication. It's time for drunkenness. So if I'm a drunk, if I'm a fornicator or adulterer, am I going to be against Christmas? You must be out of your damn mind. I'm all for it. That's what an adulterer, they're not going to come to the light. What are you talking about? Uh, 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 for me to be uh, 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 faithful, what? This is the time for me to get my adultery on. Mistletoe, ho, 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 Merry Christmas. I'm going to find me a hoe with this mistletoe. That's what time it is. It's not time to come to the light. It's the time to what? To dwell in darkness. This is a dark time. It's a dark period. It's when the days are darkest. 
Why? This is a time that people are doing the most witchcraft on the earth with spirits and demons. And you're talking about it's Christ. It's the it's light. No, no, you will not find evidence or proof in that in the scriptures. That's why these things are happening. People are riotous and they have these parties and things. That is what the Lord told us to do. So let's, let's, let's listen to some more of this clip. The clause has had a long and winding history with a number of diverse cultures contributing to the composite character we have today. Beginning once again in Scandinavia, Santa's original incarnation was in the form of Odin, the pagan god of thunder, a tall fellow with a long flowing beard who inhabited the spirit-infested Nordic forests. Odin would travel the sky during the winter solstice deciding who would die and who would prosper. Most believers were frightened at this particular time of year. In England, Odin eventually evolved into Father Christmas, who, crowned with sprigs of holly, travels the countryside getting roaring drunk as part of the Festival of Fools celebration. Frequently, he would be accompanied by a horned goat, ironically the biblical symbol of those who reject the salvation of Jesus Christ. According to the traditions of the Church of Rome, there was a Turkish bishop named Nicholas who hailed from Myra in Asia Minor during the 4th century. He was known as the patron saint of seafaring men. Over the centuries, as the legends began to unfold, it was rumored that St. Nicholas had actually captured the devil himself, put him in chains, and made him his personal servant. Recognized in various cultures as Krampus, Beelzebub, or Zwart Pete, Black Peter, this assistant of St. Nicholas is best known by his German name, Necht Ruprecht. Described as a hideous horned creature, the servant Ruprecht was a dark and sinister figure who stood in stark contrast to the saintly Nicholas. Somehow, Father Christmas's companion, the horned goat, had metamorphosized into the foreboding horned devil called Ruprecht. As St. Nicholas traveled from house to house, inquiring about the behavior of children, Ruprecht would drop candy and gifts down the chimney into the good children's shoes which had been placed there. It was from this story that we get our tradition of hanging stockings on the mantle at Christmas time. If able to recite a verse or demonstrate a skill for St. Nicholas, the child would receive a gift. If unable to remember a verse or if the child had been bad, he or she would receive a switch or a whip. Ruprecht also carried a large sack which he would frequently use to haul away the really bad boys and girls. As more and more Christian churches began combining the pagan rituals of the winter solstice with the celebration of the birth of Christ, emphasis on St. Nicholas's role began to shift. Some cultures began to downplay the role of St. Nicholas, but surprisingly retained Ruprecht. Satan. <laughs> so they're saying St. Nicholas was supposed to be a bishop dealing with the scriptures. So they said, get rid of him. Let's deal with this Ruprecht guy. He's going to give you gifts or give you the switch or the candy. And, you know, something else springs to mind. You see, children at a very young age, a lot of them have these things we're called night terrors. Anyone heard of that? Mm -hmm. Nightmare. Oh, 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 Daddy, I was dreaming a dream, and I dreamed a witch, and someone was coming to get me, a monster was coming to get me. But there's so many demons that are on people's houses. Your children are having a bad dream. No, children are under attack. 
I remember having some some highly satanic dreams when I was a child. Demons and stuff coming to, to get me and fight me and all kinds of crazy things. But how many demons and spirits were in the house from Christmas, from Easter, and all these different satanic holidays? And you're like, why? What's wrong with my child? What's wrong with my child? Mm. Let me um, play um, some more of this clip. Eventually, Nectar Ruprecht was made the companion and servant to the Christ child himself. In this scenario, the devil is actually given the title Venoxman or Santa Claus. 19th century... Did, did y'all hear that? <laughs> people not be amazed when they hear these things. First time I heard that, I was like, what? Christmas what? It's not, it's not in the script. It's about, it's about the devil. Wait a minute. If I'm for Christ, if I'm following the scriptures, if I'm dealing with the truth, if I'm dealing with the truth, I'm like, man, I can't be celebrating this. I'm like, you know, the first time I'm sure you brothers can testify to, you know, the same. When you heard that, he's like, yo, Christmas going out. It's going out like yesterday's trash. And we're like, no, I ain't worried about no gifts. I ain't like, yo, this is about Satan. The scriptures tell you that Satan is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's coming to kill and destroy and mess up your life so you don't get the blessings that the Lord has for us. So I'm like, nah, I can't do that. <laughs> so let me play that again. Maybe people didn't hear it. Maybe they missed it. Maybe they would, you know, the light from the Christmas tree was shining in their eye and their wife then came with some drink to say, forget about that, honey. Let's just keep Christmas. So Venoxman or Santa Claus. 19th century writer Theodore Storm, in his story about natural Ruprecht, even goes so far as to describe the switches given to the children by Ruprecht as tools to be used in sadomasochistic rituals. Soon, the image of Ruprecht would fade from the Christmas tradition, but not his sadistic influence. Many of the early depictions of Santa Claus portrayed him not as a jolly gift-giver, but of an unfriendly disciplinarian complete with a ready switch or whip. One of the problems with the Christmas gift thing for children is that it really is a religious teaching, a wrong religious teaching, because it teaches them that if they're nice, they get the gifts. If they're naughty, they don't. Or in my case, I was taught that he would leave us a bundle of switches. Uh, isn't that interesting? Uh, it's a salvation by uh, my own personal virtue. But, but there's a second thing wrong with it, and that is that they're going to get those gifts whether they're naughty or nice, because most parents love their children and, and won't, wouldn't dream of, quote, ruining their Christmas, and they're not going to ruin Christmas. They're going to give those children the gifts anyway, and some, sooner or later those thinking children are going to realize, I wasn't very nice, but I got the gift anyway. They find out that their parents is a bunch of hypocrites. <laughs> That's what I think. Exactly. Oh, you're a hypocrite. You said if, if I was bad, Santa wasn't going to bring me the gift. Well, how come I get the gift anyway? How come I give the gift? I guess, well, you know, I just continue to do what I'm doing. <laughs> That's not what the scripture says. The scriptures tell you that you're going to receive for the wrong what you have done. That's what the scriptures tell you. The scriptures tell you not to be a liar. And many people, you're going to be liars on December the 25th. Before December the 25th, because you're going to tell them about Santa Claus and you're going to tell them all these different lies. And none of them are true. None of them are true. 
when you're dealing with this Christmas, Christ wasn't born on December the 25th. There is no Santa Claus. You know, oh, you can't say that. You can't tell. You can't tell children that. So what? You can't tell children the truth. That's what they're saying. You can't tell the children the truth. I remember my my my. This has to deal with truth. This has to deal with um, Christmas per se. But I remember my grandmother telling me about her mother telling her about sex, and she's like, "Look, if if you kiss boys, you'll get pregnant." And she was highly disgusted by this because she said, "Look, you know, my mother lied to me. She didn't tell me exactly what the truth was. She said if I would, you know, not have kissed boys and did other things." Then it's like, how was I supposed to know what the difference was? How was I supposed to know? So people, they're not telling their children the truth, but then they expect them to be truthful and honest. So let's keep on playing this clip. So it isn't important to be nice. It isn't important to do what is right and avoid what is wrong. German immigrants coming to America during the 1620s tried to influence the new world with the stories of St. Nicholas and his gift-giving companion, Necht Ruprecht. But somehow the idea just didn't take hold until almost 200 years later. In 1819, America's best-selling author, Washington Irving, used his influence to promote St. Nicholas in a popular Christmas story titled Brace Bridge Hall. Consulting Irving's writings, Episcopalian minister Clement Clark Moore penned a decidedly secular tale called A Visit from St. Nicholas in 1822. Later retitled The Night Before Christmas, Moore's poem was based on the tales of German and Dutch immigrants who had come to America. Intended originally only for his own children, Moore's story was published in the Troy Sentinel in New York and became an overnight sensation. Gone were the bishop's remnant of St. Nicholas. He was now a jolly old elf imbued with supernatural powers. Moore had also replaced Nicholas's companion, the horned Necht Ruprecht, with eight horned magical reindeer. As the popularity of the night before Christmas grew, Moore became increasingly concerned that the story's emphasis on the supernatural and its disregard for Christ would reflect poorly on his position as a minister. You see how they're initiating children into magic, into Satanism. Look, you got the magical reindeer. What does the scripture say about magic? What does the scripture say about being a witch? Someone get that real quick and read that. But this is where the initial, oh, Sonny's got the magical reindeer, and it makes them fly, and it's going to be everywhere in all places, and it's going to bring you gifts, and this kind of, that's all initiation into, into witchcraft and Satanism. It goes against the most high. It goes against Christ. So someone got that in Exodus? Come on now. Actually, actually, I got it in uh, Deuteronomy. Read it. Read it. Read it. Read it. I'm going to start at 18 and 9. When thou art coming to the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. Verse 10. There shall not be found among any of you, excuse me, there shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that useth divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consultant with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. Mm. How's that? Mm. Well, 
How is oh, that? Man. How is that? But people just that people see magic, um, witchcraft is being promoted on the TV as something that's more favorable, and all of these things are steeped and and entrenched in the Christmas tradition. Doesn't have anything to do with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If Christ was around, he saw people celebrate Christmas, he would rebuke them. He would correct them and tell them they, that they're going they're going off the path. But a lot of people they are on the path, okay? Whether it's a left hand path or the right hand path, those are witchcraft terminologies that people use that people don't know about. There's so much witchcraft in the world that's going on that people are wholly entrenched. They're they're deluded. They're um, deceived, they're tricked, they're fooled, and it's all to keep them away from the light that's in Christ. It's all it's all to keep them away from from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, because you, like the guy said, what was he taught from a very young age that anyone that's a Christian they're a bad person. So if you're not celebrating Christmas, what do people think? Do they think you're a good person? Mm-mm. Hmm. Zach, come on, man. Zach, you think you're a good person? You don't celebrate Christmas. He had to go check on uh, Ephraim. Oh, he had to go check on Ephraim. Yeah, just yeah. just speaking about that. People see Ephraim, that beautiful baby boy, and like, oh, you're not gonna get your baby boy his first Christmas, blah blah blah. That's what they think. You know, my uh-huh. discussions I've had with people like, okay, you don't celebrate Christmas, but what about your children? <laughs> my children gonna do what I do. <laughs> what do you mean? But what about your children? You should do it for the children. No, I should teach my children the truth. That's what I should do. But what happens when you teach your children lies on lies? You get what happened over here in the UK, where children go out buck wild, burning up every damn thing because you don't teach them the truth. You don't teach them what's right. You don't teach them there's consequences for what things they do wrong. No, guess what? Santa Claus is going to bring you the grip. Your child's been bad all year long. Tore up from the floor, bad in school, bad at home. You're going to get them a Christmas grip. So why the hell should it be good? You teach them about the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You chastise your son. You correct them according to the scriptures and stop telling them his foolishness and let them in dealing with this foolishness and witchcraft. That's what people want to do. Harry Potter. Harry Potter has more preeminence in the home than the scriptures of the Bible or the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. More children are reading Harry Potter books than they are reading the Bible. Well, let me finish um, playing this script. And for all you people that that uh, follow the Illuminati, and you're like, the Illuminati's doing this, the Illuminati's in the, uh, the government. Obama's in the Illuminati, he's a mason. I'm going to ask you this question. You know all that, but do you celebrate Christmas? Because Christmas is one of the Illuminati satanic secrets to get people to have sympathy for Satan. So you you look at uh, Alex Jones. Do you celebrate Christmas? Showing as people who really don't know the truth, the Bible is the true book on the planet Earth. So let's finish playing this clip. As a result, he refused to take credit for its creation until the story became so popular that he could no longer resist. Forty years later, illustrator Thomas Nast, political cartoonist for Harper's Weekly, 
seared the image of Santa Claus into the minds of the world by creating a drawing which combined Moore's jolly old elf with images of St. Nicholas. Intended originally only for his own children, Moore's story was published in the Troy Sentinel in New York and became an overnight sensation. Gone were the bishop's remnant of St. Nicholas. He was now a jolly old elf imbued with supernatural powers. Moore had also replaced Nicholas's companion, the horned necked Ruprecht, with eight horned magical reindeer. So Santa Claus is a jolly old elf. That's what most people don't know. Now, elves are supernatural creatures that are steeped in witchcraft. See, that's what people forget. Who is Santa Claus? He's a man. No. Santa Claus is a mystical being. That's who Santa Claus is. People forget that. Oh, he's a man. and just a man. No. He's a satanic figure. That's where he comes from. Newt Ruprecht, which was a damn demon that came and took away bad children. Because this is what people used to do. This is what the ancient druids used to do. And people, the brother Kadar brought it out eloquently last night. Uh, you should listen to that show we did on Repentance is the Key, where people offered their children to the god Molech in the fire. So that's what it was about. They would take children during this time because this is the height of darkness during this time. And they would do human sacrifice. That's what people don't know. See, people are doing imitations. They're going through the ceremonies because Satanism on the forefront has declined. So it's on the rise again to bring it up and to make all these things, all these rituals appear normal. Bringing the tree into your house is normal to have an idol in your house and for you to offer gifts into it. It's about Jesus. See, all these things they're doing, you're doing the rites, and when you're doing the rites, anytime you start to question it, it's about Jesus. Oh, what is, uh -huh. what's wrong with the tree? What's, is, is there something? It's about Jesus. You go to your church. And you see, well, well, you might be thinking that, you know, something wrong about this tree, man. I'm not too sure. And when you enter your church, there you see the Christmas tree. So you're thinking about, it's about Jesus. It has nothing to do with Jesus. And let's go to Jeremiah 10 and we read it because we would be, we would be off if we didn't um, read this scripture. All right. Give me a second. Yeah. <clears throat> And a lot of people they have come to the show and, you know, you wanted to hear something about the Illuminati. But the Illuminati isn't a problem. The problem at the chief, like the scripture says, we're fighting uh, spiritual forces in high places. Because if you deal with the Illuminati, you know the Illuminati getting their orders from Satan. And a lot of people, the Illuminati is in charge of uh, the media, NBC and Fox and that. So what are they putting out every December they putting out this propaganda about Santa Claus, about Christmas, that is Christ's birth. Even in this day and age of information, they're still going to tell you that. They're still going to tell you that lies, and anyone that comes up against it, they're going to put it on the news that this person is evil and wicked. And and that whole, you think about that whole thing, Abaja. Could that have been staged, what she did? For her to say that about Christmas and then be smashed for it? I question that. Huh. I question that. You speak to our brother Akari, who, 
who has a lot of experience in TV and media, it's all about shock value. So that whole thing shocked people, and then it came around, and then they reinforced what the lie. There is a Santa. Remember the guy said there is a Santa Claus. Blah blah blah. So I really uh-huh. I, I question that. Was she really genuinely saying that, or was that whole thing really staged? Because people generally, when people do that, they don't have a job the next day. <laughs> so I would I would think about that. I would think. Oh, about they were calling for her to be fired and everything. Yeah, but she didn't lose her job. So that's what makes me yeah. think that they staged that whole thing because these people are very clever in what they're doing. So they came back and she said, "There's yeah, there's Santa Claus." She apologized and everything, and they reinstate there is a Santa Claus, but there isn't. So I really think that whole thing was staged from beginning to end. I don't think I, it's my opinion. I don't think she really came out. That's her her, her views, what she thought. Oh oh oh. It was fun. <laughs> read that, Jeremiah. Yeah, it was fun. Let's read Jeremiah 10. I'll start at 10 and 1. Yes. He, hear ye the word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel. So, saith the Lord. Let's stop there. Uh-huh. When, you, when we read this Bible, you keep hearing it speak to house of Israel, Judah, all my people, because the Bible is a book about the Israelites. All the other nations... They follow other gods. It was only the Israelites that were given the true information on how to worship the Lord and, and truth. All the other nations follow gods of idols of wood and stone. You see that in every uh, nation's tradition, in every nation's culture around the world. They worship other gods. They did not worship the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They got some kind of idol or statue, whether it's Buddha, Rama, Shiva, uh, whatever it is around the world, they're into some kind of idolatry. So the Lord says what? Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel, because only the children of Israel was given the law, statutes, and commandments. The Ten Commandments was given to the children of Israel. So the commandment where it says, thou shalt have no gods before me, that was given to the children of Israel. But when you look at all the other nations, they have all these different gods and rites and rituals that don't match up with the scriptures that don't match up with the scriptures. So read on. Verse 2. Verse 2. Thus saith the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen, and be be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. So the Israelites were told not to learn the different traditions and customs or the gods of the heathens, just to mean the nations. See, a lot of people would when they call a person a heathen, they don't say it in a, in a meaning as a person of another nation. They say it as a person that is without God because that's who the nations were. That's who the heathens were. They didn't serve God. They didn't serve the, the, the God of the Bible. They didn't serve the God that gave the Ten Commandments. They were heathen. They served heathen gods like Shemesh, like Molech. Like Baal, those were all heathenistic gods that the nations worship. So when they see someone and they say, okay, this person isn't follow Christ, they call them a heathen. <laughs> so the Lord said, don't follow the ways of the heathen. Why? Because they're not going after God. It says, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. Because the heathen, the other nations, 
looked at the signs that are in heaven. They looked at the sun and said, that's a God. They looked at the moon and said, that's a God. They saw, they saw the planets and said, that's a God. Look at the planet. It's red. That must be the God of war, Mars. <laughs> it's Mars. It's a red planet. It's a planet of blood and war. That's the God of war. It's red. <laughs> the heathen are dismayed at him. The heathen see, uh, the other nations see a solar eclipse like that's a sign. It's a bad omen of death. And the crops isn't going to grow. We got to get a sacrifice. Give, give me your son. He, he right. He one year old. We're going to kill him. We're going to cut out his heart and offer it to the son. The heathen are dismayed at him. But when we read Genesis, we understand that the Lord made the heavens. He made the sun. He made the moon. He made the stars. Why are you looking at the sun, the moon, and the stars? Oh, my God, the sky is falling. That's what people are doing. We need to bring the, this. It's dark now. The, the sun is mad at us. We got to offer some kind of sacrifice and festival for the sun. That's what this whole December the 25th is about. We're not scared. We know, look, the Lord made the seasons. <laughs> this is going to pass. This is going to pass. Read on. Verse 3. For the customs of the people are vain. Let me read that again. For the customs of the people are vain. For so one Christmas, vain. Christmas tree is vain. Mistletoe is vain. It's of no profit. That's what it means, vain. You putting a Christmas tree in your house, that has nothing to do with Christ. It's all vanity. It's not, it's not going to profit you. The Lord isn't looking at you like clapping his hand. Oh, you done good. You got a big Christmas tree this year. I'm happy with you. No. He's not happy with you. He's upset with you because you put an idol in your house. That's what you've done. You put a cursed thing into your house, and you bring in demons and spirits in your house. The people that's listening to this and you celebrate Christmas, I want you to take note of how many nightmares that your children are going to have during this time. Many of you, your spouse is going to be committing adultery at the Christmas party. Many of you are going to die and be put to death because what? Some person didn't get you the right gift or you didn't get them the right gift. That's the kind of thing that's going to be going on during this season. So it says what? The custom of the people are vain. They are of no profit. So these heathen nations, the things that they're doing... It's no prophet. It's not godly. It's not of Christ. It's not of the Most High. It's not of the truth. Read on. For one cutteth a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. So, where do these Christmas tree evergreen trees come from? Home Depot. Came huh? out of the forest. Home Depot. <laughs> Home they don't come out of the forest. See, people are so cut off from the earth. People are cut off from the earth, and they just get told what the TV saw. You, food comes from the earth. If it don't rain, things don't grow. See, before we prayed to the Lord to send the rain, the latter rain, to water things so we can, you know, the, we could be blessed in our crops and things. Now, you're not worrying about that. You give a damn about if it rain or what crops. You go into whatever or Kroger's or Walmart or here in the UK, Tesco's or Sainsbury's or some kind of food food outlet to get your food. If they close those doors, you'd be in a world of hurt because you don't grow nothing. So people don't understand that Christmas trees come from a forest. They would cut the tree out of the forest, the works of the workmen with the axe. He would go and cut it down. 
They don't have axes now. What do they have? Chainsaw. <laughs> and they go and cut down the tree. They cut down the tree. They don't grow them in Home Depot. Y'all got, I know y'all growing those, them, 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 them Christmas trees back there. They ready yet? That's why the scripture says, how long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? Because the Lord is calling out and he's waking us up. He's, he's trying to wake us up, but what? People turn their head. They just slap. No, I don't want to hear that Bible. I don't want to hear that Bible. I'm going to give me some booty on Christmas. What are you talking about? That Bible away. Put that thing away. That's why people want to hear about the Illuminati. Because you don't have to get right. You can be adulterer. For, I know what the government's doing. Huh. The government, they're messing up the dollar. They're about to bring out the Omero. But you you so in league with Satan and hell and the devil, and you think you're going to receive salvation because you know about the Omero. Or you know about the new world. That's not going to save you. Read on. <laughs> All righty. I'm going to read verse 3 again. For the customs of the people are vain. For one cutteth the tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. They deck it with silver and with gold. You want me to read on? Read that again. They deck it with silver and with gold. So what does that talk? What do they do with the tree? They deck it with silver and gold tinsel, don't they? Mm-hmm. They decorate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They decorate. About it. In the past, it was real silver and gold, and it was gifts that they were given to this idol. It was gifts that they were given to this idol. So what? Do, what do people do when they set up the Christmas tree? Where do they put the gifts? Under the tree. Where? They put the gift under the tree. But why? Why do they have to put it there? Why do they put it under the tree? See, people are doing things that they don't understand why they are doing them, but they do it anyways, what they've seen other people do. Their parents did it before them. That's what they saw in the TV. It's just a convenient place for me to place the gifts. Let me just put them right there. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing it? It's an idol, and you're offering gifts unto it. That's what people don't you know understand. Yeah, man. I, I, I know you're serious right now. Yeah. I, I got I got a song that goes right along with this. It says they deck it with silver and with gold. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Now it then went from deck the halls to deck the club with bowels of money, fa la 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 la. Yeah, but many people are gonna be hitting the club. Many many people are gonna be hitting the club looking for love. And they're gonna walk out there with some disease that the Lord gonna give them for fornicating and being an adulterer. And many people don't understand that that the Lord is about judgment. The Lord is about war. But he sent Jesus Christ to bring forth that mercy and repentance and for people to wake up out of the foolishness and the satanic dreams and delusions and tricks that Satan is playing on people. Because that's what it is. And it's to destroy your life. It's not to bring you to life 
or for you to have a happy life is to destroy you. Exactly. Piece by piece, inch by inch, year by year, people are being destroyed and heavily indoctrinated into this uh, to this doctrine. I remember, you know, speaking to someone on my job, and they, you know, we had all went out to this pub, and they was asking me, they, you know, I just started working at the job, so they asking me different questions, and you know, like, oh, you think, so you don't celebrate Christmas? I like, no, I don't celebrate Christmas. It was like it's it's a it's a pagan holiday. It was like, yeah, I know it's pagan. <laughs> so what do you say after that? Uh-huh. What do you say? I know it's pagan. So read on, oh. read on uh, Jeremiah ten, and then I'm a, I'm okay. I'm gonna switch, I'm gonna switch and um, bring out some other things because, you know, usually when I do my sh- uh, shows, Abajo, we do the shows that at the end I would play play something to bring out the truth about Christmas. But since we're doing Christmas shows, I don't have to do that, do I? <laughs> So what I'm going to bring out is I'm going to bring out a segment on different movie stars that hate the Bible. That's what I'm going to bring out. And then I have then I have a mission for all those that say they're in Christ. I'm going to see if you're going to, you know, take up this mission impossible that I have for you. So finish reading up um, Jeremiah 10. Okay. And I want to go to... Um, Mark seven twenty one, and then I'm going to go into different movie stars that hate the Bible. So let's finish up in um, Jeremiah ten, bro. Okay, we got two ver- two more verses to cover. I'm starting in four. Yeah. Okay, it says they deck it with silver and with gold, they fasten it with nails and with hammers that it move not. So once you get the Christmas tree from Home Depot, what do you have to get? What do you have to get to make it stand up, Abaja? You gotta get a tree stand. You gotta get a stand. So in, in ancient times they nailed it down so it would stand upright. Because when you get the when you get the, the evergreen tree, you don't just lay it down in the house, you make it stand upright in the house. That's what you do. And then you decorate it, you put lights on it, you put the, the uh you put the different little balls and decorations and toy soldiers and the star at the top. <laughs> mm-hmm. The star at the top that's supposed to, this is what a lot of people are supposed to represent the the star that led the led the, the wise men to Christ. <laughs> well, okay, but where did the tree come in? See, I told you, every time you try to question something about Christmas, they say Jesus. It's about Jesus. So you got the Christmas tree. There's no Christmas, but the star at the top. See, that represents. The wise men guided, so you need to, you need the star on the top to guide you to Jesus. There's nothing to do with Jesus. Nothing. They fasten it with hammers that it move not. So that thing is sitting upright in your house. I think the next verse is going to say that. Read on. Verse 5. They are upright as the palm tree, but speak not. Mm-hmm. They must needs be born, because they cannot go. Be not mm-hmm. afraid of them. For they cannot do evil, neither also is it in them to do good. So it says they're upright as the palm tree. So this Christmas tree in your house is upright. It cannot move. It's in that stand. 
it must be born doesn't mean it's born like a baby. Born means it must be carried. It cannot move because people worship these things as gods in the past. It's a Babylonian custom that goes all the way back to Nimrod, who was building the Tower of Babel to defy God and got all people to defy God. So God said, you know what? These people have joined together and they're united and nothing shall be restrained from them. But their only imagination was evil. So he confused the languages. So the scriptures tell you where there's confusion, there's every evil work. So at one time you're going to say it's about Christ. One time you're going to say the the the, the Christmas tree, December 25th, is about Christ. But is it? No. It's confusion. It's not. You have to say what? Oh, I know it's pagan. But, you know, the pagans, uh, the Christians clean up a lot of things that the pagans did. How can you make something crooked straight? If God make it crooked, how are you going to make it straight? That's like That's like people saying pork is clean now. The pig, one of the dirtiest animals on the planet Earth, the Lord says unclean. Oh, we, the Lord says it's clean now. Where you find that in the scriptures? You don't. You don't. So it's the same thing with these Christmas traditions. They're unclean satanic worship. That's what they are. There's no getting around it. Be not be not afraid of them, for they cannot do evil. Neither also is it in them to do good. So the Christmas tree, you're not to be afraid of it. And people are afraid. They may not necessarily be afraid of the Christmas tree, but what they're afraid of, they're afraid if they don't bring it. They're afraid if they don't celebrate this day, they're going to lose their family. They're going to lose the love of their children. I'll tell you right now, children are more understanding than adults. And children are going to trust you. You tell them, look, look, honey, look, baby, Santa Claus, there is no Santa Claus. Let me tell you the truth. I got you those gifts. And we're not going to celebrate that. We're going to follow Christ. And for a lot of Christians, stop trying to substitute or prop up this day. Well, I'm not going to celebrate the day, but we're just going to remember the Lord. We're just going to remember Jesus. Stop that. The whole day is satanic. Don't try to keep it on a down low or try to clean it up. Well, I'm not going to put in a Christmas tree. We're just going to give gifts to one another. Don't do nothing associated with this satanic, demonic holiday because that is what it is is just stop it and suffer for Christ. You're going to suffer. If you don't celebrate Christmas, you're going to suffer. You're going to suffer. I've suffered. My children children go to school and they suffer for not celebrating Christmas. The teachers are mean to them. They put in rooms by themselves. Oh, you're not going to go to the Christmas parade? Get in that room. Get over there. That's what happens. So wait a minute, I thought this was good cheer and goodwill towards men. It's not. It's not because it doesn't have anything to do with anything with the Lord. It doesn't have anything to do with Christ. I thought you know supposed to be religious tolerance. People are intolerant when you really follow in Christ. You know why? Because that light is shining and it's cutting them, it's cutting them. Because if you follow in Christ, you people celebrating Christmas, what are they doing? fornicating, adultery, covetousness, all those demons and spirits is in them. And if you say, I'm not doing that, I'm following the Christ. I'm following the true Christ. Automatically, it's cutting all those, those demons are crying out. And they start attacking those that's really following the Lord. They start attacking them. Why you don't celebrate it? Your children going to suffer. You, you, well, you must be a bad mother. 
that's uh-huh. a spiritual warfare that you're going to have to face. But it's the truth. Now, you know, no one wants to be lied to. It's time for people to stand for the Lord and stand for the truth. The true warriors, the true Christians. And the scriptures tell you about how the true Christians, the true followers of Christ, the, the Israelites that are going to come back, they're going to suffer for these scriptures, as we have done in the past. You're going to suffer for the truth. But we're not going to be forsaken. Now, you want to say something, bro? I can hear you <laughs> in the background. Want to say something? Uh, I, I was just, you know, just the whole thing. I hear in the background. What's going on? Yeah, just the whole thing. I remember when I first read, read uh, Jeremiah, the 10th chapter, to my to my mother, you know, mm-hmm. she looked at me like it was just one of those things like, okay, and, <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, yeah, that's what that book say, but that's what we're going to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we understand now, you know, that it's it basically the same way that the Heavenly Father opened up our understanding to understand the scriptures and apply them so that we can repent. It's the same way that he opened up the disciples' understanding to understand the scriptures so that they would be able to go out and preach the gospel. Those are the things that we pray for, in a, you know, not only our family, but those that the Lord is going to save, that he opens up their understanding as well, that they may find repentance. Right, right. Absolutely. But that didn't Absolutely. stop preaching the word and, and putting this stuff on blast. Right. Absolutely. But our hope and desire is that people come out of this um, satanic holiday, satanic Christmas. I want to go to Mark seven twenty one, and then I want to get into um, get into the superstars that hate the Bible and how they feel about the Bible. And it's, it's a well-known guy, well-known guy. But let's go to Mark seven twenty one and end off on... Um, on this Christmas thing, uh, Mark seven, Mark seven and six. Sorry, not seven twenty one. Mark seven and That's six. That's gonna be a long list. <laughs> I hate the Bible. That's gonna be a long list. We ain't got no time for that. <laughs> well, we're just doing one. <laughs> we're oh. just doing one. So during this Christmas period, that's the that's the the clips that I'm gonna be playing at the end of the show. You know, because I usually like to play, uh, bring out the truth about Christmas at the end of the show when it's not Christmas time. But it's Christmas time, and we're doing nothing but Christmas shows and bringing out the truth about Christmas. So I got to do something else <laughs> at the end of the show. So let's read this, Mark 7 and 6. All right. He answered and said unto them, Well hath Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written. Mm-hmm. This people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. So most people, they're hypocrites when it comes to Christmas because... They're saying it's about Christ, but is it? No. They're saying it's about Jesus, but is it? No, it isn't. They're hypocrites. You're liars. Because you're not following Christ, neither are you doing the things that Christ said for us to do. Read on. Verse 7. How be it, in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrine the commandments of men. Yeah, because Christmas, what is it? It's a doctrine and it's commandments of Men. It's a doctrine of man, which is a satanic doctrine. It's to trick you, to fool you, to make you think that this day is about light, but it's really about darkness. It's really about idolatry. It's really about sun worship. Saul Evictus, Diastolus Solus Evictus. 
He started getting into that Latin. I, I didn't I didn't say now look I didn't say no witchcraft spell. That all that means is the the sun unconquerable, the sun coming back. Because after this time, that's when the days get longer, or when the sun is at its highest point, or whatever. That's what these days are really about. These are the doctrine of men. It says, "How be it in vain do they worship me?" We read Jeremiah ten. What it said? The customs of the people are what? Vain. Vain. You putting up the Christmas tree? How be it in vain? Do you worship me? Because people putting up the Christmas tree, associating it with Jesus Christ, Christ Mass, nothing to do with that. Christmas tree. It's a Christ must tree, but it has nothing to do with Christ. So in vain you worship in Christ. You're not worshiping Christ truly. Teaching for the doctrine, the commandments of men. Where did you learn that from? You didn't learn that from the scriptures. You didn't learn that from the words of the Heavenly Father. So it's a man's doctrine. That's to take you away from Christ. Read on. Verse 8. For laying aside the commandment of God, ye hold the tradition of men, as the washing of pots and cups and many other such light things ye do. So laying aside the commandments of the Most High, they keep the traditions and the doctrines of men. You know, they they put the Bible to the side. Most people, they're throwing the Bible to the side. <laughs> No they can't wait for Christmas to go into some kind of fornication or some kind of party, drunken party, where they're going to get drunk and they're going to have sex. And, oh, man, that was fun. I got drunk and I got laid. I got paid. You know, I oh, man, man, Christmas was good this year, man. I got a gift. I got a drink. I got the henny. You know, I got that sweet young thing that was looking at me. Woo, woo. That's what, the, that's what people is all about. Oh. It's not about prayer. We need to be praying. We need to be praying for peace. We need to be praying for families to get back together. We need to be praying to get these drugs out of our community. We need to be praying for, for our people to have more jobs and more job security, for our children to learn to be educated and go to university and not to be freaks of fornicators. We need to be praying against this teenage pregnancy. We need to be, no. It's about a party. It's about a gift. It's about a rave. It's about reveling. That's what it's about. Laying aside the commandment of God, you hold a tradition of men. And the tradition of Christmas is all about partying, idolatry, fornication, on the top of the banner, under all of those things, is Satan. It's about Satan. You tell people, people look at you, yeah, it's not about Satan, it's about Jesus. You crazy. You crazy. This ain't about Satan. This is about Jesus. Don't you understand? The name it says Christ Mass. You a fool. You crazy. You foolish. You dumb. You stupid. And I say to them one word. I take my Bible, whether the the physical Bible or the electronic one that I have on my iPhone, and say, show it to me. Aww. And then those demons really get up on and start roaring. You can't show it to them. Just get mad. That's what happens. Think I'm joking and I'm fooling. I'm telling you the truth. What are you telling me this for? Don't be telling me this. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear it. Well, excuse me, ma'am, sir. You asked me about Christmas and why I didn't celebrate Christmas. I don't want to hear it anymore. I have uh -huh. hands on their head. La, 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 la. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> so people lay aside the commandment of God to hold the tradition of men. Read on. Verse 9. 
and said unto them, Full well you reject the commandments of excuse me, the commandment of God that you may keep your own tradition. Right. Full well you reject the commandment of God to keep your own tradition. So Christmas is a tradition, is not biblical, is not a commandment, is not ordained, is not sanctioned by the Heavenly Father or Christ. It's something that was sanctioned by those that worship other gods and those that worship Satan. Going all the way back to Constantine in 321 A.D. under the Nicaean Council, going all the way back to Nimrod and Babylon. That's what it's going back to. Good Uncle, can I read that scripture again? Yes, you can read it again. We can't read it enough. We don't have enough time. Three hours, four hours, five hours, we can be here till tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. It says, and he said unto them, Full well you reject the commandment of God that mm. you may keep your own tradition. And I just wanted to drive that point home where he said full well. That means that people are doing these things fully understanding what it is that they're doing. This is not yeah. anything done in ignorance. This is not something, oh, it was a mistake or, you know, I didn't have, you know, all of the information. This is done with full knowledge and complete understanding of what it is that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Full well you reject the commandment of God. Mm. Yep, full, full well you reject the knowledge of God. Oh. Read on. He says, you reject the commandment of God that you may keep your own tradition. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's saying, yeah, we know we know that's in the Bible, but we know where it comes from. We know that, yeah, that's all well and good. But you know what? It's about family. It's about the kids, and this is what we're going to do. So I don't care what Christ says. So I don't care what he says. So real quick, let's go to John ten twenty two because there is a, there is a, a a feast of the Lord that we can keep in the in the winter time. It's called the feast of dedication, which some people may know it as as Hanukkah. And Hanukkah is just a Hebrew word that means dedication. It has nothing to do with the other uh, paganistic um, Jewish festival, which is the, the eight lights and the candle stayed lit for eight days. No. The history of the Feast of Dedication, it was about war where the Greeks persecuted the Israelites because they didn't want to go along with their satanic, demonic customs. They didn't want to go along with the heathen customs of put of eating swine's flesh and putting idols in the temple. They said, no, we're not going to do that. Because what? The Ten Commandments says, thou shall have no other gods before thee. So what is Santa Claus? He knows you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows when you've been bad or good. So you better be good for goodness sake. So how the I hell know. I know? I'm damn 38 years old and got that damn song in my head like I heard it yesterday because year after year it was played when I was a child. Mm, mm, mm. So I wasn't thinking about Jesus to bring me no gifts. I'm like, yo, where that so-and-so Santa with my gift? Uh-huh. It wasn't about Jesus Christ. It wasn't the Lord that's going to give you all good things and blessings. Read. I know I'm starting to lose some people now. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Read on. John 10, verse, John 10. Yeah, John 10 verse 22 10 22 And it was Jerusalem And it was at Jerusalem The feast of the dedication And it was winter So what feast are we supposed to keep in the winter That Christ kept in the People say they're following Christ But they're not 
but we're trying to bring people and show them the path. Look, this is the path to Christ, not to us. You won't see any brothers on the body of Christ elevating themselves. Look at me. I'm a chief high priest. I'm an apostolic, evangelistic, Hebrew, this, whatever. You won't see that. We're always going to point you to Christ. And if you see anybody like that, guess what? They probably won't be on for the next show. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Because we have to look to Christ. He's the leader. He's the king. He's the captain, the host. He's the man that's in charge. Read that again, John ten twenty two. You want to keep a feast in the winter. And look, for those that's coming out of that, that Christmas uh, 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 vibration, that satanic Christmas, you want to stop doing it, hey, we'll help you. We'll help you. We'll help you get past it because they know it's going to be rough. Because <laughs> it was rough uh-huh. for all of us. Why are you not doing Why are you not at the Christmas? You ain't with the family. This one, we know it's rough because all those is that satanic attack. It's a spiritual warfare. People downplay that. Warfare, warfare is no joke. Just look what's going on in Afghanistan, Iraq. Warfare is no joke. And there will be casualties because many people try. They're like, I'm going to follow Christ. and like, no, nah, I can't do it. That's why the scriptures tell us to be good soldiers and endure hardness. Christ calls us to be soldiers because you're going to have to fight. You're going to have to fight many demons and spirits on high levels. So read that John 10, 22 again, bro. And I need to get get to uh, these different segments if I can. So go ahead. Uh, it says, and it was at Jerusalem, the Feast of the Dedication, and it was winter. So the Feast of Dedication was the feast that Christ kept. He was there. Read verse 23. Read on. And Jesus walked in the temple of, in Solomon's porch. Yeah. I remember telling someone that the other day. And he was like, why are you going to celebrate Christmas? This, blah, blah, blah. I said, look, this is the feast you're supposed to keep in the wintertime. It's the one that Christ kept. You walked in Solomon's porch. He was there at the temple. So we're going to keep that this year. It's actually before Christmas. It's not on Christmas. It's before Christmas. And it's for eight days. So if you want to join us, or learn more about the Feast of Dedication, hey, drop us a line at, at the, the Body of Christ at youreach.com. Send us an email or leave a message through Blog Talk, and we'll help you. We'll tell you more about it. We'll instruct you more about it on how to keep the righteousness in Christ, the true feast or festival days of the Lord, the true holidays, holy days, because Christmas is not one. Now, let's move to... Superstars that hate the Bible. Now, <laughs> this is this is this is um this is a very uh, popular guy, which uh, a lot of people would know from the Lord of the Rings movies. Do you know who he is? You have a, have a, take a guess, take a shot at it. You know who he is? No. Um, Ian McCullough. Oh, okay. Gandalf. Ian McCullough. Yeah, Gandalf. <laughs> Ian McCullough. So let's let's hear this clip, and let's see 
uh, here what Ian McCullen has to say about the Bible. Hold on. Cue it up for you. Oh, man. You came out relatively late, 49. What difference did coming out as a gay man make to you? My life took a turn entirely for the better. And if you want proof of that, uh, look at my film career, which took off almost from the day I came out. And uh, if I hadn't got that self-confidence of of being able to be totally honest, I don't think I would have been fit to play some some of the great parts I've been given on on film. This photo is beyond in here. I was coming over here in a taxi and the cab driver said to me, Sir Ian McKellen, he's the one that when he stays in hotels, rips the part of the Bible out that criticizes homosexuality. Yes, it is true. It's Leviticus 18.22 that I object to. Or is it 22.18? I've always got to look it up. Uh, thou shalt not lie with a man as with a woman it is an abomination and, and they um, I think the punishment for being abominable was to be stoned to death I don't think these are very comfortable words to have the bedside of, of someone who had been passing a lonely night away from loved ones and uh, I think it's rather obscene and pornographic and, and, and shouldn't be there so I remove it how many Bibles have you? I've no idea but other people do it as well. People send me <laughs> evidence that they've been uh, removing that. So, did you hear that? What? And I, I heard it, and I, I, need, I want to read a scripture. Read it. I want to read a scripture because what he was referring to was in Leviticus, the 18th chapter, which goes into a whole bunch of basically different types of fornication and adultery men dealing with men, women dealing with women, men and women dealing with other person's spouse, uh, spouses, if that's the correct word for it, um, people dealing with animals, so forth and so on. And those things are, in the eyes of the Heavenly Father, an abomination. And you have a lot of so-called Christians that will go on this tirade and this whole call, you know, just the whole the kill the gay agenda. But, mm-hmm. again, I want to see, I want to read how the Lord dealt with one of those abominations. And this is going to go straight to the point here. This is uh, St. John, chapter 8. And let me start. uh, Here we go. This is the woman that was caught in adultery. I'm going to read verses uh, 10 and 11. Mm -hmm. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? Because the whole thing, the point, the point that he brought out was the whole thing about the judgment for that was death, and he was like, "Well, that's not, you know, that's not a, a good feeling for someone that's away from loved ones, that you know, sitting there in a, in a lonely hotel room. That's not something that I, I want to be next to." So he's feeling the guilt of that judgment for living that type of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. The same way that these people came and brought this woman that was caught in the very act of adultery to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Let's read how the Lord dealt with it. So he asked to have no man condemned thee. Verse 11. She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. So the point is, is that this time frame that we are in right now is where we have the grace to not suffer the immediate condemnation for the sins that we are committing. 
And that's where people, they step, they get to that point and they stop. But they don't read the rest of the scripture where he says, go and sin no more. Mm. Go and sin no more means to repent. That means to stop doing those things that the Lord considers an abomination and learn to do well. That's right. where we get the ultimate grace. That's the gift, the ultimate gift of Jesus Christ, the ability to repent from those things and not suffer the judgment. Right. So not to continue to in those things, but to exactly. repent of those things. So, yes, in the past, if you saw someone that was homosexual, gay, lesbian, you would have been stoned, burnt, killed, hurt, kicked out of the land, other things like the scripture says. But that's the beauty of Jesus Christ. If you're a homosexual, gay, lesbian, tranny, tranny, whatever, you can repent and return to the Lord and get yourself straight and come out of those different sins of fornication and abominations. That's the reason why we do these shows. That's why we're doing this show on Christmas. It's not we coming we coming with pitchforks and knives and if you got a Christmas tree in your house if you gay or lesbian we gonna burn you. No, that's not what we say. No. We're trying to warn you, knowing the terror of God. That God is going to bring judgment on this earth. There ain't going to be no police department, no force, no army, no military that's going to stop him when he brings his judgment. People are looking for a supernatural force. Well, guess what? When Jesus Christ comes back, you're going to find one. And he ain't going to be friendly. He's going to come and make war and judge this earth in righteousness. So we're trying to wake people up to the knowledge of the truth and the satanic agenda that they're perpetrating in the media and TV and the world newspapers through Christmas, different false holidays, and show you the truth that is in Christ and that you truly have to repent. You truly have to repent of your sins and things that you're doing. But I want to read a scripture, bro, and I appreciate you bringing out that scripture. And um, homosexuality is a sin. To be gay for a man to lay down with another man, that is a sin, and that's something that people have to repent of. And if you don't, then your blood is going to be upon you. So, this is Matthew's, the fourth chapter, because he said something very interesting. He said it wasn't until after he came out that his career really started to take off. So when he wholly gave him, what he's saying is when he wholly gave himself over to Satan, that's when he really became successful. That's when he became Sir Ian McCullen, when he was knighted by the queen. So that should tell you something. But I'm going to read this scripture from our Lord and Savior Christ, which shows you which shows you Satan's tricks and the things that he's playing on people and what people are really doing that's really successful in this world. Um, Matthews 4 and verse 8, it says, Again, and the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them, and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. So, for you to be successful or be really a superstar in this world, to have superstardom, you have to worship Satan. Just like we, we did the show, for that woman to keep her job, she had to say there was a Santa Claus. She couldn't come out and be a news anchor on TV talking to people and not go along with the satanic agenda. She couldn't do it. Oh, I'm sorry, I really apologize. There is a Santa and blah, blah, blah. She had to do it. She couldn't hold that position. Let's hear what Christ's response was. Then Jesus saith unto him, Get thee hit, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shall thy serve. So you're not supposed to teach your children to be 
sending up prayers and reverence to Santa Claus or write him a letter. Write Santa Claus a letter and send it to the North Pole. He's not there. Where's it going? They tell you every year they get all these letters addressed to Santa, what they're going to do with him. <laughs> so that wraps up that segment of superstars that hate the Bible. Sir Ian McCullen, he said he rips out the Bible everywhere he goes on the best side. He don't think that should be in there, so he tear it up. He tear it up like that's going to, that's going to change anything. That's not going to change. Who would have found it too? That's not going to change it. But uh, yeah, you do what you do where to find it. <laughs> that's a good point. You do where to find it. So he, 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 acted, he acted like he didn't know. He was Revelations eighteen twenty two. I, I think it's the oh, other way around. Nope, that's exactly where. You know where it is. Yep. Just, just so, like when, when we went our sins, we knew where certain things in the Bible was. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So this is my mission to all those that say that you believe in Christ and you follow in the scriptures, you follow in the Bible. Here's here's my mission that I'm giving to you this week. If you choose, <laughs> if you choose to accept it, if you choose to accept it. What I want everyone to do is to go out and give at least one person who you know the Christmas flyer, the truth about Christmas. And then, Lord's will, when we come together, we're going to talk about it next week and see what the response was and how they respond. So this is your mission for all those that believe in Christ, who are soldiers of Christ, who's warriors for the Lord, who's been anointed by the Spirit of the Heavenly Father in Christ, this is your mission. The link is in, in the chat room, or you can go to our website, www.thebocc.com forward slash Christmas.htm. Who's going to take up the mantle? Who's going to let their light shine? At least one person. I want you to give them this flyer. Pass on the truth. Pass the torch. Let your light shine. And we're going to see what's going to happen. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Now, we also have to add in there about what the scriptures say about casting your pearl before the swine and things of that nature. So just understand, you know, this is not a, a random thing. This is basically yeah. where the opportunity permits itself. Yeah, sure. Sure. I mean, if someone, do, if they don't want it, then you just pass them by. It's not for them. <laughs> you have the opportunity. Go to, go, to, go to the link, print out the flyer, or flyers. Maybe you can give it to more than one person, but at least one person. This is our mission. We got to take up this mantle. We got we to gotta come out. And we got to spread this word. We got to be fishers of men. Many are called, few are chosen. So this is the mission, brothers, sisters that are in Christ, that know about this Christmas doctrine. At least one fly, you give it to somebody, you share it with somebody, and you may have somebody in mind, somebody that you've been talking to, or somebody that may be receptive to the words of Christ. Give them this flyer, and we're gonna see what's happening. 
But we give all praises to the Most High in Christ. And Lord's willing, what we're going to try to do also, we're going to try to fit in some shows on Thursday, on Thursday night, bringing out the truth about Christmas. We're really going to hit it and attack it. I think other brothers on, on their different shows are going to hit it and attack it. I know Abadjah's already began to chime in and start to destroy this doctrine and different lies, how they're attacking our children, how they're attacking families and not telling them the truth that's in Christ. But all praises for another show. And until next time, we say shalom. Christ Church, and you are listening to our program, Kings and Priests, where we teach repentance to the twelve tribes scattered abroad. In these last days, darkness has covered the earth, and gross darkness covers the people. But for those who choose to hear the words of the Father and the instructions of Jesus Christ, He will give them the power to become the nation of kings and priests they were ordained to be from the foundations of Samsung Tab 4 8.0 from AT&T for free. Free? Had a hard time finding a stocking it would fit in, though. Whoa, no need to rub it in. Uh, rubbing it in would be telling you I got the tablet for free when I bought a new Samsung Galaxy smartphone on AT&T Next, which I did. Oh, AT&T, mobilizing your world. Free tablet requires two-year agreement.
It's the final days to shop Ashley Home Store's Black Friday mattress event for the greatest sale in history. Save up to $1,000 on select queen mattresses like Sealy Posturepedic and Beautyrest. Or get eight years no interest on select mattresses from Serta iComfort and Tempur-Pedic. Plus, add a power base for just an extra $8 a month. Incredible mattress deals end Monday. Only at America's number one furniture and mattress store. Ashley Home Store. This is home. Offer subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payment required. See store for details. It's the final days to shop Ashley Home Store's Black Friday mattress event for the greatest sale in history. Save up to $1,000 on select queen mattresses like Sealy Posturepedic and Beautyrest. Or get eight years no interest on select mattresses from Serta iComfort and Tempur-Pedic. Plus, add a power base for just an extra $8 a month. Incredible mattress deals end Monday. Only at America's number one furniture and mattress.